If you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Hebrews. Book of Hebrews chapter 12. Yeah. I'm glad you're here too, sister. Yes. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Don't let me get in the way now. Somebody got to testify. Obey God. Don't, you know, I don't want to get in your way. I'm telling you, God's been good to us. Uh, you, you ought to be like, uh, I believe it's Richard Baxter of yesteryear, evangelist of the 1800s. He said, I, I want to preach like it's the last sermon. He said, I want to preach as a dying man to dying men. Think about that. It may be your last time. You never know. Uh, and I want to praise him tonight and give him glory. Aaron, he's, he's worthy. I'm not worthy. And I, uh, anything we say or do, I want it to bring honor to him. But if you have your Bibles, let's stand for the reading of God's word. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. And we'll take a text and try to preach what God gives us. And I, I want it to be a help to you and an encouragement. Uh, but notice here it says in verse 1, Wherefore, that means... Uh, when you see well, wherefore or therefore based upon the previous chapter, uh, uh, the heroes of faith. And I'm glad I've got some heroes tonight. Yeah. If you don't believe in having heroes in the gospel, then you might as well tear chapter 11 out. Yeah. I mean, there's some men on this walks of life like my pastor, yeah. uh, like different men. I could call them out and, and you may get offended if I didn't call your man out. But whoever your heroes is, if they walk with God, you ought to honor them. Amen. Yeah. But it says, wherefore, seeing that we are also compassed or surrounded with so great a cloud of witnesses, or, or that means the martyrs in chapter 11, they've given us our testimony, uh, what they have done. He said, let us lay aside every weight or anything that hinders you with your walk with Christ uh, and the sin or anything that violates God's word that doeth easily or entrap us easily beset us and let us run with patience or endurance the race or the conflict, the fight. He preached on it this morning, didn't he? Amen. Go in the valley and fighting. And he said, that is set before us. We all got a race. Look at verse 2 is where we want to take our text. Lord, I just feel the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Woo! I'll shout for all of you. Huh? Notice what it says. Looking. What are you looking at tonight? Looking unto Jesus, the author, the originator, the firstborn, the first, the last, and the finisher. Notice that, the finisher. He completed it of our faith. My goodness, what are you, what, you, you children sung about him. There's no other name than Jesus. Notice that he says, or who? Talking about Jesus, our Savior. Who for the joy, you know what that word joy means? For the gladness that was set before him. Notice that he endured. He suffered the cross. Despising. He hated it. He despised it. He was disdained. He took on your shame. And then sit down at the right hand of the throne of God. Brother Aaron Tate, will you say bless and know the word of God? Shh. 
Yes. Have your way, Lord. Amen. Amen. You can be seated if you can. But I, I want to look at that second verse and take my text. It says, looking unto Jesus. That word looking means to fix, to turn your eyes from other things and to fix them onto something. What's the something you're looking at tonight? I'm looking at Jesus. That's why I want to fix my eyes on tonight. And if God being my helper, I want to preach on, don't lose focus. Don't lose focus. We're living in a day and time it's so easy to get our focus or what our center of attention is focused upon with problems, with situations, with heartaches, with sickness, with family, with friends, with situations. But I want to preach on some things to, to help you not lose your focus or not to lose it. Number one, I want you to be faithful to Jesus. Be faithful to Jesus. He's been faithful to us, church. He's loved us when we didn't deserve to be loved. 2 Timothy chapter 2 verses 1 through 4. Notice what Paul tells young Timothy. Therefore, thou therefore my son be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus and the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses. He's saying Paul, what I've showed you, what I've taught you. And I believe Timothy can say back, Paul, you're my hero. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Woo! He said the same commit to Faithful men. Talking about being faithful to Jesus who shall be able to teach others also. Therefore endure hardness or trials or heartaches as a good soldier of Jesus Christ that no man worth to entangle himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who hath chose him to be a soldier. Be faithful to Jesus. He's called you to this army. You didn't call yourself. Whatever day it was that you got born again, you got washed in the blood of Jesus, you got called to be a soldier for Jesus. That's the only thing he requires of us is to be faithful. He asks you to be faithful in what you do for him and your walk with him, to be faithful with him and to be committed with him. Because I want to show you there back when I was reading that first verse, why do we need to be faithful? Because we're compassed about with a great cloud of witnesses. Some commentaries I read after, some said maybe that at heaven's balcony not looking over at us and all those that's went before us it's saying, go on, keep fighting the good fight of faith. Uh, keep going on for those. Uh, maybe you've got a mom or a daddy over there saying, child, don't give up, keep going, keep going. But if not, if that's not the case, some believe that may not be the way that's interpreted. But he said their testimonies, the way they lived, the way they walked, uh, the way they talked, uh, says if they can do it, I can do it too. <laughs> Woo! Hallelujah! Be faithful tonight, church. Be faithful. Uh, he said be faithful and he'll give you a crown of life. One day that's going to happen, Amen. 
Not only do you need to be faithful, number two, you need to be obedient. Yeah. Obedient to Jesus. I want to give you some stair steps tonight. Not only are you faithful to Jesus, when you become faithful, you know what it'll do, Brother Chad? It'll make you be obedient. Yeah. Uh, you get faithful to Jesus, I will have to browbeat you to come to church. I will have to send out all, all points bulletin. Have you seen them? They're in my eye. They're in my eye. What? They're missing in action. What's happened to them? Uh, because you have such a faithfulness and an obedience to Jesus. Uh, Hebrews 10, 25 said, For not to forget assembling yourself together as much more as you much more you see the day approaching, you'll want to be in the house of God. Uh, but being obedient, Philippians chapter 2, verses 15 through 16. I want you to see this. It says, let this mind think like Jesus. Let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. Who, in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, took on himself a form of a servant, made found in the likeness of men, being found in fashion as a man. Notice this. He's our Savior. He's our author. He's our finisher. He's our example. He's the one we are to pattern our life after. He said he humbled himself. And he became what? Obedient. Obedient. Unto death. Even unto the death of the cross. Wherefore God is hot. Somebody ought to just shout right there. Wherefore God has given him a name. It's above every name. Woo! Glory. Bless his good name. Uh, woo! Thank you, Jesus. My, my God, just get in this thing. Huh? Brother Brian, help me out, brother. Huh? Bless God, you run my riding with you. I'm telling you, these meetings don't come all the time. While the waters are moving, you better be obedient. God wants you to do something, you better do it. It might depend on your healing. It might depend on your daughter getting saved. It might depend on your son seeing real Jesus in you. Uh, this ain't dead. It's real. Uh, yes. Wherefore God has highly exalted him and given him a name that's above every name. That at the name of Jesus, not Buddha children, not Mohammed children, I'm going to offend some of you. Not President Trump. Not President Obama. But at the name of Jesus. Woo! Hallelujah. At the name of Jesus. At the name of Jesus. Every knee should bow. Things in heaven, things in earth, things under the earth. And that every tongue shall confess or agree with that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. This is what I want you to see this next few verses. Wherefore, my beloved, or chosen, or God's favorites, what Paul's telling the church, that you have always obeyed, but not much in my presence only, but much more in my absence. It's easy to play church. It's easy to have a necktie and say I'm this and that. But what you're outside these doors is what you are. Amen. Be what you ought to be out there. It'll be all right. Huh? But notice this. He says there, Wherefore, my beloved, not if you've always obeyed, but not much in my presence only, but much more in my absence. Work out your own salvation in fear 
and trembling. Be obedient to Jesus. Amen. And it's a group and unity and coming together. We need to worship together. But it really, it's, and we're doing it corporately now. We're doing it in unity. We're doing it in love. But you individually have to be faithful to Jesus. I can't make you be faithful. I, pastor can't make you be obedient. You've got to do it because you have a love for him. Huh? Huh? Notice verse 12, 2 Philippians chapter 2 there, Philippians 2. At verse 12, well, for my beloved, you have always obeyed, not in my presence only, but much more in my absence. Work out your own fear and trembling. For God, notice, for it is God which worketh in you his will, to do his will and do his good pleasure. Do all things without murmurs and disputes, that you may be blameless, harmless sons of God. Somebody's watching you. It does matter what, what you live. Because I don't matter what I do, don't matter what I say, I beg to differ because the scriptures say different. Matthew 5, 16 says, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. They might what? Glorify the Father which art in heaven. So it does matter what you do, what you say, how you go. Huh? And people love the Lord that are faithful and obedient. They can say, Come on, preacher, preach on, preach on. Huh? But notice he says there that you be blameless, harmless sons of God without rebuke. In the midst of a crooked and a, pers- a perverse nation. Are we not living in that time right now? Huh? Among whom you shine as lights in this world. Holding forth the word of light that he may rejoice in the day of Christ. That I have run, not run in vain, neither labored in vain. We're all going to give an account to him one day. Not only do you need to be faithful to Jesus. You need to be obedient to Jesus. Here it's going to get even tougher. I had, to, I had to repent for him and got done with this message. Number three, you need to be crucified with Jesus. That's where it's going to hit us. That word crucified means you died along with him. And if we as Christians would realize the day we get saved, we need to die out to self. I know it ain't easy. I know it'll add him. He gets up. He tries to slew us. And sometimes it's getting real. He wins. And I have to take him back to the blood and say, Lord, I'm sorry. Help me. I need your help and your courage. But I want you to see this. I want to give you scripture. Galatians 2.20 said, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, God, I live, but Christ liveth in me. And the life that I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. But not only what does that mean, that means you've been bought by a price. You're not your own no more. You belong to God and His precious Son. So the way you talk, the way you walk, the way you go, does it represent the crucified life before Jesus? Huh? I'm telling you, God wants to bless you. So many people today, yes, they're saved. Yes, they're ready to go to heaven. But they're not enjoying their walk with Christ because they will not be faithful. They will not be obedient. And they will not live the crucified life. Huh? Some of, the, some of the Christians I know can be some of the meanest people you've ever met. And they say they go to church. And it doesn't bother them a bit to cut your throat. Something wrong, Rhonda. Something wrong. They need to be crucified. They need to be crucified. Notice, I'm going to give you scripture. I didn't give you this one, Brother John. But God spoke to my heart. Colossians chapter 3. Verses 1 through 10, this is the way we ought to live. This is scripture, this ain't what I say. This is what thus saith the word of God. But if ye be then risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, 
Wherefore God Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affections, your desires on things above and not on this earth. For ye, notice this, Bob better throw that phone. For ye are dead. You're dead. That's why them people on the people that on the job that's lost can't understand you. Why you always got to talk about that church stuff? Why you always got to go church? I don't, I don't have to go church to be a Christian. I hear that garbage, it makes me want to throw up. I want to go. We love him because he first loved me. Greater hath no love than a man that laid out his life for his friends. He loves me, Brother Earl. That's why I want to, Paul said in 2 Corinthians 5, 10, said, for the love of Christ, it constraineth me. Mm. <laughs> it'll, it'll pull you to him. Uh, Lord, how mercy. Help me help you. Now I said, for you're dead, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ who is, is hid with Christ in God, when Christ who is our life shall appear, then shall he also appear with him in glory. Now here it's going to get tough. I'm about to repent right here. Help me, Jesus. It says mortify. That word mortify means put to death. That's not easy. That's hard. It is hard. But you've got to, who do you want to be faithful to? Who do you want to be obedient to? Who do you want to be crucified with? Huh? I'm telling you, you want the power of God. You want that, that, that power that shakes heaven? Live a crucified life. If you always want to be defeated, you always want to get you lose your focus. You always want to get your eyes off Christ. Go the opposite way. You'll be distracted your whole Christian life. You always want to stay in the pastor's office like you can't never get it right. Am I helping you? Huh? Let's just be real. I don't know about anybody else, but Lord, I hate getting whooped all the time. I hate getting beaten. I don't know about anybody else. Did you ever, Dave, did you ever like when mom would beat you half to death? Huh? Well, then why do we as Christians like God beating us half to death? I get tired of my God. Ain't, ain't Chad been a blessing to our church? Yeah. Lord God, I, I love it. I love it. <laughs> I do, brother. You say, what do you mean, preacher? I like somebody's got that power. You know why, brother? I want to rub next to it. <laughs> I want to get all over me. Huh? Huh? That Holy Ghost is what I'm talking about, children. I ain't trying to be no funny, duddy. I ain't not mad. I, it just gets off on me. I want, man, I want that, Lord. I want, that makes me hungry. My goodness, I want that. Yeah. Huh? But it's going to take a crucified life. It's going to have to take a crucified life. And it says, Mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanliness, inordinate affection, homosexuality. That's what that means. Evil, covetousness, covetousness or jealousy, which is idolatry. For these things sake the wrath of God cometh on the children of what? Disobedience. In which ye also walked sometime. Past life. You're in the crucified life. Don't let the old man resurrect. And when he does, take him back to the cross. And nail him to the cross. Huh? Am I helping anybody? God said you walked in times past or when you used to walk sometime and you lived in them. But now you have put off these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, yeah, filthy man. communication out of your mouth, lying one another, seeing that you have put off the old man which is his deeds. And you've put on the new man 
which is renewed in the knowledge and the image of him that has created him. Are you living the crucified life? Jesus makes the difference, doesn't he? Uh, we, we quote this when a new born-again person gets saved, but it ought to be in our lives too. 2 Corinthians 5, 17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. What? Behold, stop looking. There's going to be a lot of change there. Old things pass away, and behold, all things become new. And uh, some of you all, I think Sister Amy's here. Uh, we taught that class this morning, that, that uh, uh, you know, new converts class. And man, it brought back so many memories back 20-some years ago when I gave my life to Christ, and it answered questions. And one of the questions was about your assurance of your salvation. It says, how do you know or what are the changes that's become in your life since you became a Christian? I looked back, Brother Matt, and I said, what, what was the change that took place? First of all, I said, my heart. Yeah. Yeah. Ezekiel said he took out a heart of stone yeah. and he gave me a heart of flesh. Yeah. <laughs> made me have a love for the church that I never had. He made me want to go to church. Yeah. I, I believe the Bible said in Romans, or, or it might be in John, First John, how do you know you passed from death unto life? Because you have love for the brethren. Yeah. There was a love there that I never had for God's people. I wanted to be around them. I wanted to worship with them. Huh? I had a new set of eyes. I looked at things different. I wanted to listen to things different. That old worldly stuff and that stuff that would come against you would, would, would put a weight on you or put a sin that would easily be said. No, no, I don't want that. I've had that life. And it ain't worth it no more. Huh? But let's get real. Can I get, can I get real with you? Sometimes we go to church for so many years and we get complacent. I said this today at lunch. Sometimes we've been in the Christian way for so long Maybe we forget what it used to be like a sinner. Huh? And that's one of the things that as a Christian I've always said to myself, there's three things I never want to forget. Number one, Jesus dying for me. Huh? Number two, I don't never want to forget there's a hell. That's why I'm up here, Jason. That's why I'm preaching tonight. Not only to help the church, but for someone lost to tell you, don't go to hell! And number three, don't forget the sinner man. Don't forget the sinner man. Still have compassion for them. Still have you used to walk like they walked. Used to talk like a. But now that you're crucified, don't get so arrogant and think you can't fall. Hello. Love them to Jesus. Love them to Jesus. Am I helping anybody? Y'all ready for me to get off that point? The crucified life. Now let me let me give you one more. Number four. I like this one. I want to get under his wings. Huh? If y'all ain't figured this out yet, I've took each letter and I put each letter with this. The letter U, I want to get under his wings. Let me give you scripture. Psalm 17 at verse 8. Keep me as the apple of thy eye. Mm, glory, somebody ought to shut right there. Hide me under the shadow of thy wings. You become faithful. You become obedient. You get crucified. You want to get next to him. <laughs> Mark, you remember a few months back when the Lord allowed us to preach Psalms 91? There's a secret place with God. I'm telling you, there's a place, church. If you'll be dedicated, separated, and want God for your life, I'm telling you, there's a place under His wings. I don't know who it was, but somebody told me here lately, he said, Preacher, it was like I was going down the road, and he sat right there in the car with me. Woo! 
It ain't just four walls. He's a God that's real. And he can sit right with you through your valleys, through your storms, through your happy times, through your sad times. He's a God that cares. Uh, but here's what it's going to take. James chapter 4, verses 7 and 8. Submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. That's the book. That's the book. Uh, he'll get you under his wing. Uh, oh, how he loves his children tonight. Uh, and lastly, we're still early. Uh, uh, lastly, not only being faithful, not only being obedient, not only being crucified, but under his wings. Lastly, I want to encourage you. Serve with Jesus. Huh? If you do those first four, this last one shouldn't be a problem. You'll want to serve. Huh? And I want to share this one. This was on my heart when I was studying and I was reading and I was praying. I don't care what you do in the church, whether you be pastor, you be a deacon, you be a Sunday school teacher, a door greeter, whatever you do in this church, do it because you love Jesus. Huh? He loves me. I know he does. His pastor loves me. But he, he will, if you're doing it because you're doing it for him, eventually you'll quit. You'll get tired of it. You'll get burdened. You'll say, it ain't worth it. But if you're doing it for him, huh? can I give you scripture? Can I give you scripture? Notice Colossians chapter 3, verses 23 through 25 said, whatsoever you do, do it hardly or with all your heart as unto the Lord you're doing it for Jesus and not unto men or men pleasers or eye brown nosers, ever how you want to put that? Knowing that, the, that of the Lord you shall receive reward of an inheritance if ye serve the Lord Jesus or the Lord Christ. If you serve, but notice this, but if you do it wrong, he shall receive for the wrong which he hath done. And I like this. There's no respecter of persons. Because sometimes in your Christian life you scratch your head and by no means am I a judge of someone's salvation. That's between them and the Lord. But the way they walk and talk don't line up with the scriptures. That's between them and God. They're not getting by with it. They're not saved and they're deceived. They'll give an account for that one day. And they'll say, depart from me. I never knew you. Be some of the saddest words they'll ever hear. But if they are saved and they're living out like a junkyard dog, living like a carnal old devil, you know what will happen? You'll stand before the judgment seat of Christ and you'll give an account to everybody whether it be good or bad. And you'll have no excuse. You had the word of God. You had a good pastor. You had a good church. But you had to go your way and not God's way. And you wasn't willing to serve. Because I'm telling you, there's two types of people here. tonight. I'm going to come to a close. But I want you to see this. There's two types of people. They're in Luke chapter 10. Verses 38 through 42. And you all know them. The two sisters of, Mary, or of Lazarus, Mary and Martha. And you remember Jesus came? And he was there and, and, and Martha came to Jesus and said, Jesus! Uh, she was cumbered. And that word cumbered there in that text means she was distracted. She had lost focus. She got more involved in than she did the worshiping. Sometimes as Christians you can do that. You can get overwhelmed with the servant part and you forget to worship him. And if that's caused you to do that, whatever you need to do, you need to get that right so you can get your worship back. Because you know what it'll do? It'll leave you bitter. Huh? 
Because she got to the point where she had her eyes focused on Mary and what she wasn't doing. She said, make her get up, bid her, or tell her to get up and help me. I want to help these guests. I'm serving dinner. And she said, Martha, Martha, you're troubled. And I tell you, child of God, put your name there if it's a condition. You're troubled. You're worried about things that you've got no control over. You don't want to know why? Martha don't know Mary's heart. We've got to stand for ourselves. So it's individual salvation. It's individual work of God. I don't know what you're going through. You don't know what I'm going through. But I want to tell you this. I'm going to pray for you. If I can be a help to you, if I can be an encouragement to you, I'm one phone call away or, Hey, Brother Greg, could you help me? Amen. Getting quiet. But are you willing to serve with Jesus? And said, tell her to come. Said, Martha, Martha, you're troubled about many things. Or caring about. But said, what Mary has chosen, she's chosen the good part. And it shall not be taken away from her. When's the last time you got at the feet of Jesus? I don't know about tonight with you all or what. But sometimes we're all human. And we can get distractions with situations, problems. And we can lose our focus or our vision. And tonight, if Brother Aaron will come sing that song I've asked him to sing, I want anybody to stand, every head bowed and every eye closed.